You're listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about the current events from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Well, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Welcome to the Patriot Pastors Podcast. So glad that you're joining us today. I am Wade Lentz, pastor at Barrel Baptist Church in Valonia, Arkansas, and I'm joined with my friend... Harold Smith, pastor of Lee Creek Baptist Church in Van Buren, Arkansas. Wade, how you been? I'm doing great. How have you been? Well, I've been under the influence of a deadly virus. It gave me a runny nose for two days and then uh, 10 days of quarantine. But other than a runny nose, man, I feel great. And the uh, priest has declared me clean. I've got a letter saying <laughs> I can go back out among the public now and not spread my runny nose. So Wow, that's crazy. So, so you, you were diagnosed uh, about what, a week and a half, two weeks ago? Uh, be two weeks ago today, um, we had the test taken. Then you wait a couple of days to get your test. But my son and I took the test together. He had symptoms. I'd been around him. But by the time we got our results back, he had gotten rid of all of his symptoms. He was back to normal by Saturday. Uh, the only symptoms I had was a runny nose. And just for clarification, I have a runny nose six months out of the year. Yeah. So my wife got tested because she had been around us and um, took about a week to get her test back. But she tested positive and really, like me, had no symptoms that were not normal. So it, wow. it, I've, I've told people before, this is the mildest deadly virus I've ever contracted. Well, that's that's great, man. I'm glad you uh, fully recovered and, you know, really should give a lot of people confidence that, uh, that you've recovered. We know that from your own experience that you've had it. And, uh, fortunately the symptoms for you and your family have been either non-existent or very, very mild. Well, look, we're only about six days away from the election. And, uh, you know, you and I both believe that this COVID has been very much politicized. Right. I, you know, I want to tell people that I had it and I had virtually no symptoms. My family has had it. Even my daughter that, that's out of college and doesn't live with us, she had it. Virtually the same thing. What you hear publicized are people that get this and are in a hospital and can't breathe. And, and that really happens. And I, I don't want to minimize that. The song leader at our church has had pneumonia for about three weeks now that, that he contracted while, you know, having COVID and he can't seem to get over that yet. But what you're not hearing about are the, the literally hundreds of thousands of people who contracted COVID never even got tested, never had symptoms to make them think they needed to be tested. And so I think what the media has done is they've done what they do best. They pick a few isolated cases or even a small percentage of the cases blow it way out of proportion and never talk about the hundreds and thousands, millions of people just like me who mm -hmm. was like, wow, guys, I've had a sinus, you know, headache that was worse than this. 
So right. I don't want to just, I, I don't want to say it's not real. I don't want to say it, it can't hurt you. What I want to say is this, most of you, 99.999% of you are going to have no trouble with the COVID. It's not worth sitting in your home with the door latched. It's, it's, it's real. And some people are going to be adversely affected by it. Mm-hmm. But so is the flu. And we've right. had the flu every year. We have flu vaccinations and we still don't live like this with the flu. So I'm with you. I think in about seven days, we're going to know where the media wants to go with this, this uh, narrative on the COVID. Now, I know where Joe Biden wants to go. He wants to shut the entire country down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's going to be a dark winter, he yeah, said. A yeah. dark winter. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to do that. I'll just be honest with you. I'm not going to be shut down. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to live my life. And if, you know, if they don't like it, they can lock me up. Right. I'm with you, brother. Well, you know, the good thing about our podcast, the Patriot Pastors podcast, is that we, we can talk about uh, election stuff, political stuff, but we can also talk about church-related issues, being that you and I both are pastors and that we deal with, obviously, ch- the church on a day-to-day basis. What we're going to talk about um, today is church attendance in the midst of a pandemic. Your church for a very short time didn't meet at, uh, at, at Lee Creek. Our church did not uh, meet at a building for in a, in a service, public service, for probably uh, six weeks or so. And um, when we did start back, yeah, our church attendance was a lot lower than what it was prior to. And this is, this is something that's not just affecting my church, but churches really all across the nation. They're seeing uh, like one headline I just was looking at. A few churches are back to attendance levels before the pandemic. So that's kind of going to be kind of our topic today and, and hopefully encourage pastors who are dealing with the lack of attendance because of the pandemic. Harold, what, uh, what do you have to say about this topic today? Well, we have at Lee Creek, we have a three or four families that have not attended church since March due to this right here. So three or four families, we haven't seen them in church. Now, look, that doesn't mean they've just completely quit. Um, several of those families have sent their, their offering checks in every month. We get them in the mail and, and they want to be here. They're just fearful of catching COVID. Mm-hmm. But the real inconsistent thing at Lee Creek is that like for myself, I had to spend 10 days mandatory quarantine with my son and my wife. And so when someone contracts COVID and they test positive for it, you're not going to see that person in the church for a period of 10 to 14 days. Now the 10 days is if you have no symptoms, you know, you got to be symptom free, but if they're having symptoms, they may be gone for two or three weeks. So you have these people that, that they get it, their family's staying away from church, they're away. So one person gets it, an entire family's gone. But what's been more frustrating to me is somebody was around somebody who was around somebody. You know, it's kind of my old brother's cousin, sister's wife's uncle's nephew's next door neighbor had mm-hmm. COVID, and we're going to stay home for a few days. Right, right. It's, it's this real inconsistent attendance. I mean, Lee Creek prior to COVID on a good Sunday would run 70 or 80 people. 
That's just mm-hmm. the size of our church. We don't count, but on a, on a good Sunday when everything's normal, everybody that's here should be here, 70 to 80. There's been times since the pandemic hit that we ran 70 people. But when I came back from a quarantine, we had 20. And so I know wow. there were a few families gone for one reason or another, but a lot of people just stayed home simply because they weren't ready to be around me yet. You know, they still viewed me as as damaged goods. You know, even though the state said I was free to be in public, there's just a fear. And so it's our church attendance used to be real consistent. You know, it fluctuate 10 or 15 people. But now it can fluctuate 50. Mm. We can go from 70 to 20. We may go back to 70. And I would say Lee Creek is above average in its attendance. Yes. I, I mean, have you heard reports of churches being just like 10% of what they used to run? Well, you know, I was talking to a pastor in central, I guess, north central Arkansas. And here's a guy that has been the pastor there for 30 years, over 30 years. And uh, which is really amazing. And I, I love hearing stories of that. But his church, he was very discouraged because his church attendance is down 60%. Mm. 60%. I, and one thing I want to say there's reasons for people to stay home from church because of COVID. I mean, my wife stayed home even though she had no symptoms and no positive test yet. She had been around me and, and Coleman, my son, and so she she stayed home. I, I stayed home from church on a Wednesday just because Coleman had symptoms. Even though I didn't have any, I played it safe. There's reasons to do that, and, and, and there are people who have specific health problems that shouldn't be, you know, regularly attending church, but just to be honest with you, they shouldn't be going to the grocery store either. Mm-hmm. You know, they should, excuse me, because of their symptoms, I mean, because of their pre-existing conditions, they are just susceptible to anything. Right. And so I understand that, but I guess where I'm getting at is I think you can really tell a lot about the health of a church by its consistent attendance and its membership. Mm-hmm. I think if you have a church that is just like a heart monitor, it's just up and down and up and down, and some days it's packed and some days it's empty, that discourages the membership. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have came to me and said, brother Harold, where's everybody at? And I'm like, well, so-and-so, you know, thinks they have COVID and somebody else, you know, was around them. And so this family don't want to be here because they've heard this or that. And so they're like, but, but they were all here last week or, or they were all here two weeks ago. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I, it's it's like I wish the membership would take a pastor's perspective. I prepare a sermon, whether 10 people show up or 10,000 show up. Right. It's the same message. It's the yep. same study. It's the same labor. I, I don't study less because the crowd's smaller. I don't pray less because the crowd's smaller. I don't know who the crowd's going to be. Mm-hmm. I don't prepare a different sermon based on who's going to show up and who's not because I never know. But I just see a lot of discouragement in the membership because of COVID. I I hear from a lot of people going, I just wish everybody would show up. I wish we could get back to normal. And I'm like, honey, I do too. Yeah. You experiencing the same thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've never really dealt with depression or discouragement like I have the last few months. And it's because of the lack of attendance of our church. 
And, um, I mean, I tell you, there's just been days where Mondays where I'm like, good grief. You know, I feel like Elijah and, yeah. uh, I'm the only one, you know, dealing with this, but it, it, in truth, I'm not, this is something that is affecting the whole nation and affecting most churches. And, um, so yeah, I've, I've dealt with discouragement on that, but, uh, I do know there are those, like you said, that are leg- legitimately staying home for good reason, you know, and they would do the same thing if it was flu season because yeah. they have, uh, you know, they're elderly, they have uh, compromised immune systems and so forth. I was talking to a church member just yesterday whose husband right now is in the hospital for uh, non-COVID issues, but uh, she was telling me, Brother Way, we watch the service online every Sunday and you know that that's our church for us, and we we gather around that uh, uh, the TV as if we're in church, and you know that that did bless my heart because I know that they have good reason why they shouldn't be in the public uh, during this time. But uh, anyway, it, it doesn't change the fact that we as pastors want to see our church the way it was prior. And it's really hit me the last few weeks, the last few months that probably it's never going to be the same again, honestly, but there has been bright spots. The last uh, couple of months we've had more visitors than we've had in a long, long time, even before the pandemic. And it seems like every Sunday, a new family is visiting and uh, they're, not just coming one time, they're coming back again. And so that is encouraging where some have, you know, not attended. Now you're having folks who are the Lord, I, you know, seemingly is raising up some more people to attend. That's one of the things that's come out of this is people have become dissatisfied with the way their church has handled the pandemic. I'm, you know, we've had a lot of people come in here and they walk in with a mask on and they look around, nobody at Lee Creek's wearing a mask and they take their mask off and they just smile from ear to ear. And I'm like, Hey, well, you know, what are you doing here? Where are you from? Glad to have you. You know, that's just kind of small talk. And they're like, I'm just so glad I can go to church and not sit here and breathe on myself and fog my glasses up. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's really kind of a, they don't agree with the way their church is handling the pandemic. Some people come in here and I mean, they're terrified. I cannot believe you people don't have all your faces covered and yeah. you, don't, you don't have pews roped off and they never come back. And so because churches have all handled this, this differently, people have left and people have moved. I mean, there's been a shift like you were saying, with people coming in. One of the things I have not seen, and we've, we've experienced uh, visitors, like you were saying, mm-hmm. off and on, um, but one of the things I have not seen, I have not seen non-church attenders show up. I haven't seen people who were not previously attending church regularly show up. In other words, I'm not seeing lost people going, this pandemic has me scared and I'm going to church and I want to know what God's word says about me and this condition. I have not seen that. What I've just seen is sheep hopping pastors, basically. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And you know, what, what troubles me and no doubt troubles you and all the pastors in our nation that are seeing the young people 
who have virtually nothing to worry about whatsoever, seeing the young people go everywhere else, whether that is Walmart, school, work, wherever, but church. And they're using this as an excuse. Well, Barna research has found that uh, 50% of millennials have stopped attending church during the pandemic. And I can see that firsthand. And that's again, very discouraging. We hate to see that. And you talk to them and they're like, well, you know, we don't want to give it to somebody else, blah, blah, blah. But you know, the truth is, Hey, you're doing everything but church, which really just shows us your spirituality. What I keep going back to, and uh, I did a series on the one another's of the scriptures. There's like um, about 69 times the Bible uses the Greek word for one another, and it's one word, and it's a lelon. And that word is six, I think it's like 59 or 60 times in the New Testament. It's a command love one another, mm-hmm. care for one another, submit to one another. And I did a series on this, and I said, guys, you can't be an obedient Christian and not be actively attending a church and fulfilling these 60 commands because you can't do it over the internet. You can't do it over the phone. You can't do it from a distance. I mean, do you realize three times in the New Testament, the Bible tells us to greet one another with a holy kiss? Mm, yeah. Man, that's a pandemic nightmare, Wade. Can you imagine <laughs> kissing someone on the cheek right now? But so we don't, we, we don't kiss on the cheek, but we do shake hands. And uh, we're told to greet one another. And so when, a ch- when, when church members just long-term systematically do not meet, you have to go around the globe and get outside of America and say, why are Christians in China who are risking their life or imprisonment or being taken away from their family, why are they risking that together together in a room around the Word of God when they could simply just live stream it on the internet and everybody could sit at home in safety and secretly have church. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is you have to be together in order to have a church service. And so when the attendance is just non-existent, I mean, I know of churches that used to run a couple thousand and now they can't run a couple hundred I know of churches that run a couple hundred that now run less than 20 or 30. Mm-hmm. And that's a real testimony to the unhealthiness of the churches in, in Arkansas. And we're in the Bible Belt, Wade. I can't imagine what some churches would look like, you know, in places where Christianity is not as common as it is right here. Right. That's, that's so true. You know, an, another discouraging thing that pastors are, are dealing with is that when a member is in the hospital, they can't go see them. And uh, that's, that's so difficult because that's really where we minister at the most for our elderly is when they are sick and, and they are alone. We had uh, nursing home members who their own family can, can cannot even see them, much less a pastor. And that's, again, adds to the um, restricting me as a pastor of doing what the Lord's called me to do. It's just a very difficult time right now. And we, what we want to do is really encourage pastors who are listening to us and, and church members to attend as much as possible during uh, some very difficult times. 
Um, I ha- I've said all along that this is almost like the perfect storm, uh, politically speaking, um, with the rise of, uh, of socialism and Marxism and all of this junk thrown in a pandemic that has kept so many people at home when they ought to be at church the most. Yeah. And, um, and we're seeing the, the, uh, the effects of how, as we as pastors, as a nation, have taught so little about what the church really is, as, you're, as you were mentioning just a moment ago. Yeah, I transitioned from the one another passages, how we as Christians are to care and, and, and interact with one another. And I'm starting a series tonight in our midweek study on who is God and what is he like. And I think if we understand what we are called to do as Christians, and then we get a better view of who God is, and just, I mean, if we realize how sovereign God is, how in the world can we fear a virus that only affects one one one-hundredth of a percent of the people in an adverse way? Mm -hmm. I mean, we serve a God that people went into a fiery furnace for. We serve a God that people were lowered into a den of lions for. We serve a God where people were bitten by poisonous snakes and had no adverse effects. Right. And I see so many Christians today like, oh, I don't want to get the flu. Mm -hmm. Friend, our God is bigger than that. And I think now that... And I'm not responsible for everybody, but I feel like the people that I'm shepherding at Lee Creek, I need to be responsible and diligent to teach them their responsibility to each other. And now I want to remind them of just how big and powerful and all-knowing and all-controlling that our God is. And when we get a grasp of that, We'll take food to people that have COVID. When we get a grasp of that, we'll still minister where we're able to people that need it, regardless of the risk, mm-hmm. because that's what our God's called us to do. That's right. Yes, you know, I, I would say to myself and to every pastor listening who is pastoring during this pandemic is to keep preaching, keep preaching the word, keep pastoring, keep shepherding your flock, and be patient. Be patient and love your people, even in the midst of their fear, whether that is legitimate fear or not. You love your people and be patient. The Lord is doing something that maybe we obviously cannot understand or see, but you be faithful in doing what you know is right. Hopefully that we've been an encouragement to pastors who are dealing with what we're dealing with today. One of the things, you know, you mentioned earlier your discouragement, and, and I'm, I'm the same way. I get really, really discouraged, and I, I've never really cared how large the attendance was. I never measured success by the size of the church I pastored. I never in my life, you know, said, I want to go to this size church, or that's, I wish I was somewhere bigger. Um, I've, I've loved this congregation, and I've pastored here at Lee Creek, it'd be 13 years this month. And uh, I, I love these people, but the discouragement to me really is I want to just sometimes be stern with them and say, you guys really need to just grow up and get over this. But at the same time, I'm called to love them, to be patient with them, to, you know, I'm to weep with those that weep, rejoice with those that rejoice, and I'm to really baby those that are babies. That's right. 
And, and as a pastor, that is really the hardest thing to do is to coddle someone because they're scared. And, and, and yes. it's not their fault they're scared. But they're really scared, and, and I have to say I understand when really I want to say rub some dirt on it. You know, dry it mm-hmm. up. Just get back. I mean, I'm that guy. I'm not yeah. compassionate. Pat them on the back, curl up next to them. It's going to be okay. Because, I, like you said, I've never wrestled with depression before. Yes. But this has put me in a position where I feel so – I really at times feel helpless. I'm like, I've preached it. I've declared it, I've taught it, and now I've got to just sit here and watch people say, we don't care, we're going to do it this way. Yeah, and, and right. It's hard, Wade. It's really, really hard as a pastor. It is. You know, and, you know, Paul, the Apostle Paul said that we are to love our church as a mother loves her nursing child. And, um, and that's easy sometimes, but it's, like you said, hard at other times where you just want to just be very blunt and say, you know, get over it, get back at church, you know, but, uh, loving them in times like this is, is really what they need and what we're called to do. It's the right thing to do. I mean, I, I, you know, I I could, I could not say that publicly and nobody would really know that's how I felt, but honestly, I really think people need to, and this is why we did the podcast why you and I started it. People need to see politics, daily life, church life, from a pastor's perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I think I would be doing a disservice if I just said, oh, not me. You know, I'm Harold Smith. I'm fine. My church is fine. Everything's fine. I never wrestle with those things. But in reality, I do. And yes. if I'm wrestling with them after loving the same congregation for 13 years, you mentioned the brother that had been there for 30 and, you know, the way he's feeling. Uh, I'm looking at new churches in my area that just sprung up in the last few years and don't really have a solid base. Those churches are closing. There are church mm-hmm. buildings right now for sale in every direction. Yes. And there are churches merging together. I mean, two large churches are merging together to make one small church. And so that tells me one thing. The health of these churches was not what it should have been. But it also tells me that I should be grateful that Lee Creek is able to sustain itself and that it has a, a sure enough base to continue in times like this. That, that's really good. Good advice and very encouraging. You know, as we think about other churches that are not handling near, uh, this pandemic near as well, it could be worse. Well, man, listen, it's been a, a joy to once again visit with you and on such an important topic as, as this. And we want to thank all of our listeners for uh, tuning in, and hopefully you'll join us again very soon. May the Lord bless you.